The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member. And we don't mean your Aunt Dolores. You stink! The TNT Shop has it all at tntradio.live. This is the Joe Hoff Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Good afternoon, morning, and evening, uh, depending on where you're at. Appreciate you being here. This is the Joe Hoff Show. We've had a uh, great news overnight, maybe one of the greatest. Uh, actually, I'm not celebrating enough. This was a fantastic night. It's uh, President Trump uh, won the Iowa caucuses, not just a little bit, in a large way, set a record in, in doing so. Won every single county in Iowa, 99 counties in Iowa, the my my do i say it my maiden state that's where i was born in the in the old tundra of iowa it's uh something like around zero degrees there uh cold snow on the ground and yet many many people showed up on martin luther king king uh, jr day to to attend the iowa caucuses and uh, the first vote in the nation in uh, the united states uh, for president uh the the gop uh, Republicans in Iowa want to be first, and they've kept that position, and they are first in the nation for uh, holding a, a vote for president. The caucuses are, are unique in that you go in, uh, you sit, you listen to people talk, and then there's a vote, and the vote is you fill out a piece of paper, check it, sign, uh, hand it in. Uh, the papers are counted right there at the caucus in front of everybody. The vote is tallied and and that's how it goes. And the vote's done uh, by the end of the night. President Trump won every single county but one, I guess, Johnson County. I believe that's where Johnson City is, had uh, one vote. President Trump was one vote shy of Nikki Haley. Somehow Nikki Haley pulled that out. God knows who uh, showed up there. Uh, other than that, it was a landslide for Trump. Just blew it away. Won more than 50% of the overall vote. And Haley and uh, Ron DeSantis were around 20%. DeSantis actually was second, Haley third. And... Um, Kind of unique stuff that occurred uh, during and after. One one thing before the election, there was a poll by CNN, and they asked all the and they called it an entrance poll. They asked attendees at this GOP caucus. And by the way, the Democrats did not vote yesterday. That's the party of evil, the party of Joe Biden, Barack Obama, that's been uh, killing people around the world and uh, handed over Afghanistan. Has the worst economy in years, and as oh, the open southern border. Uh, in their effort to uh, destroy the United States, the Democrats did not vote. They'd vote. They changed their policy where Iowa would no longer be first. They uh, reneged on the Iowa Democrats, and now South Carolina will be the first Democrat primary in the country. And right now, Joe Biden has no no one running against him. It's it's insane. This is insanity, folks. We all know it. Joe Biden can't even you know talk, walk, speak. Uh, be, be go anywhere without somebody telling him now he's 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 ancient old senile and as corrupt as hell and god knows who's running the country i saw a clip yesterday somebody saying who you know nobody knows who's really running this country and maybe nobody because uh uh biden uh obama is relying on obama is relying on soros world economic forum china and they're destroying this country just totally so we don't know the ramifications we've been warning about this for months now if not a year that hey there are bad people coming into this country because of biden the southern border still open we've got corrupt corrupt 
politicians in California and Arizona and New Mexico and Texas that are allowing these people to cross. It's a mess, a nightmare. The cartels are running our southern border. Americans are dying from fentanyl. China's put even built fentanyl camps on the in Mexico uh, so they don't have to ship it from anywhere else. They're shipping it into the U.S. trying to kill people. And it's a it's a horrible situation. This is the Biden administration. So they didn't even vote yesterday. It was just the GOP in Iowa and President Trump runs away with it. So in the entrance poll, they asked, do you believe Joe Biden was the, legitimately won the 2020 election? 68% of Republicans that attended these caucuses, 68% of people said, no, Joe Biden did not win the 2020 election legitimately. Is that amazing? I mean, we've been saying this for years now, 70%, basically seven out of 10, um, Individuals in the Republican Party, major party, the growing party, Democrat parties shrinking. Seven out of 10 believe that the 2020 election was stolen. These other 30%, I don't know who they are, what they listen to. They're just mindless. They need to wake up and go find real news and uh, not Fox News. I talked to somebody today saying, hey, Fox, those people there, they all had their heads down. They looked like they were crying. They just looked horrible. They just were so unhappy to see President Trump win another race. These people are so disgusting. I stopped following Fox on election night 2020 because they talked down to me. They told me I was bad for for voting for Trump as they were working with others, I believe, and concerted in a large, large RICO uh, operation, steal the election away from President Trump and, and give it to Biden. That's how nasty these people are at Fox. So, you know... Don't follow them. Don't care to follow them. Won't ever follow them. Uh, they're going to treat me like that in this country like that. Be liars and and push a stolen election. I don't want to have anything to do with them. And so, anyways, they were downtrodden. Uh, CNN and MSNBC they decided not to show President Trump's speech, which was brilliant. It was short. It was quick. It was let's come together. Let's have unity. Let's find some common ground and move forward as a country. And uh, it was a beautiful short speech with this, each one of his handsome sons on each side, Eric and Don Jr. standing alongside him. It was beautiful, well choreographed, fantastic, crowded, crowded place in in Des Moines. And uh, I saw a video. He 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 then flew to New York, arrived there at three this morning. Has to be there for some sort of bogus trial today. So that's. Uh, the president of this country and what he's doing and in his 70s you know what he's doing for the people of america it's unbelievable his energy compared to that to biden who can't even talk and walk it's unbelievable so huge win for trump the democrats look uh absolutely insane maybe that's their strategy for me i believe they think that they're going to win this election through fraud and cheating because that's how they win elections they cheat they still have the machines in place all sorts of stuff i'm gonna have some breaking news coming out here in the next week or so on the status of our election systems in the united states and it will rock your world you will see why the democrats have confidence because these elections and the election process in the united states are broken broken and we will come out with some uh, a massive report on that here within the next week or so um so anyways, President Trump ran away with it. Even the New York Times this morning was saying, ironically, even though CNN and MSNBC wouldn't air Trump's speech, would air, but they did air Nikki Haley's and Ron DeSantis' uh, speeches. They're 30% behind 
30% behind, and that's who CNN and MSNBC share. I mean, that's the who even goes there anymore? It's like I saw a piece this morning, this guy's pointing out, who pointed out that, and I've got it up at joehoff.com. You can go there and look. This guy's pointing out, you know, these guys lost by 30%, and that's who they're showing on CNN and MSNBC. I mean, like he said, this is full-on propaganda. That's all they are anymore. It's gross. And you get that Rachel Maddow, that lady's gross. She's disgusting. She's just such a, she's so filthy, in my in my opinion, a filthy liar. And I don't know who would even go there to listen to her. It's just, it's just so, she's so disgusting. Russia collusion, Russia, Russia, Russia. She was the king and the queen of uh, Russia collusion. And uh, what a nightmare that was for this country. So anyways, that was uh, the media. But the New York Times actually had a, had a uh, report that kind of blew me away, uh, noted that, you know, President Trump won big time. My only concern is New Hampshire. In 2020, President Trump lost New Hampshire despite the fact that they switched. Uh, and I wrote about this this morning as well. They switched the Senate. They switched the House in New Hampshire, both flipped towards Republicans, big, big, huge transitions, about 60-40 to 40-60 for the Democrats in both the Senate and the House and in New Hampshire. And yet somehow Joe Biden, who got fourth in the primary, maybe fifth in the primary in New Hampshire in 2020, wins and beats Trump by like 10 or 20 percent. It was insanity. So there's something going on there. That's my concern is that they're setting up New Hampshire uh, because they have the machines there. It's not just paper ballots like the Iowa caucus. They have machines and they're going to uh, they're going to steal it. It's concerning. It's very concerning. And uh, but anyways, President Trump ran a great campaign. He did great things uh, during his campaign. One thing that he did that he's been sharing at some of his speeches really for a few years now is he's is he has the, he reads this story about the snake. It's an incredible story. And he uh, shares it with his with at, at many of his rallies now. And it really kind of bodes well for what's going on with this country, with the Biden administration allowing these snakes into this country, the southern border. And 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 it's and President Trump reads it off. And so we're going to play that right now. On her way to work one morning, down the path, along the lake, a tender-hearted woman saw a poor, half-frozen snake. His pretty colored skin had been all frosted with the dew. Poor thing, she cried. I'll take you in, and I'll take care of you. Take me in, oh tender woman. Take me in for heaven's sake. Take me in, oh tender woman, sighed the vicious snake. She wrapped him up all cozy in a comforter of silk and laid him by her fireside with some honey and some milk. She hurried home from work that night, and as soon as she arrived, she found that pretty snake she'd taken in had been fully, fully revived. Take me in, O oh tender woman. Take me in, for heaven's sake. Take me in, O oh tender woman. Sighed that vicious snake. She clutched him to her bosom. You're so beautiful, she cried. But if I hadn't brought you in by now, you truly would have died. She stroked his pretty skin again and kissed him and held him tight. But instead of saying thank you, the snake gave her a vicious bite. Take me in, oh tender woman. Take me in, for heaven's sake, take me in, oh tender woman. 
sighed the vicious snake. I saved you, cried the woman, and you've bitten me. But why? You know your bite is poisonous, and now I'm going to die. Shut up, silly woman, said the reptile with a grin. You knew damn well I was a snake before you took me in. Uh, brilliant. It says it all. It's such a great reading. It's such a great story. It says everything about what's happening in our country today. The U.S. is a mess. We've, we're allowing terrorists to cross our border, cartels to cross our border, fentanyl to cross our border. The border's wide open. There, all you have to do is cross the border. Say, hey, I'm, 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 you know, I'm in danger in Indonesia or wherever it is you come from, and they say, fine, come on in. It's insanity. We've got Chinese that are crossing the border. We've got monsters crossing this border. Not everyone out of the 10 million that Biden is allowing to cross this border, not everyone is here because they want to help us. More and more and more people are realizing that, no, these people are snakes. And Biden's a snake, and Obama's a snake, and the World Economic Forum, and China, and these monsters that hate this great country, they hate us because we have a constitution that protects us. And, and the elites hate that. And that's why the American people are behind Trump. And that's why the American people voted for Trump last night in a huge number. And it's just going to grow. We're tired of the snakes. We'll be right back with a great guest, Emerald Robinson, joining us right after this break. TNT's Mark Morano. This just in, we have a new way that's proven effective in dealing with climate protesters who deign to block highways, streets, and other public areas. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this appears to be the most effective way. We have a, uh, we have a field shot, a correspondent on the scene. Let's go to clip four and take a look at how to deal with climate protesters when they block your way on your morning commute. to see protests shut down but obviously when you're blocking traffic and you're doing that you need to be dealt with i thought this was a great vigilante way of dealing with it mark morano on today's news talk tnt god's truth is enduringly true throughout all the generations it transcends culture the church is always going to be an embattled people if it's swimming with the tide, it's not being the Church of Jesus Christ. Look to the past, learn from the past, because the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. China has more than 200 confirmed cases of coronavirus, it's called. The entire state of California ordered to stay at home, that's 40... California has some of the strictest policies leveled against churches. Gavin Newsom's executive order threatens jail time and a $1,000 a day fine. Government that stopping people from going to church, Dr. Fauci. When I went into the White House, when I sat in on the task force meetings, was a shocking level of gross incompetence. The mortality rate from the virus was 0.2%, you know, 99.8% survival, rather than the 3 or 4% mortality that the, the people were saying at the time. The culture and the understanding of the people of Grace Church has always been, not only do you obey government, but you honor government. Thousands of people in the streets, but you can't have church. The hypocrisy of letting people riot it helped us all understand one thing. This is not what they say it is. 
By meeting, we're testifying the government has no jurisdiction here. I was arrested and driven to a maximum security prison. The government has obviously uh, turned up the heat on churches. My daddy. <laughs> when the churches fall silent, the only religion left is the state. We needed to make a biblical statement because we always put ourselves under the authority of the Word of God. LA County threatened Pastor John MacArthur with jail time and arrest. We were going to be sued. They wanted Grace Church shut down. We wanted to go on the offensive and attack the health order as unconstitutional. This wasn't about health and safety. This was all about control and opposition to religious freedom. As the government gets more corrupt and more corrupt, snitches get rewards. Its totalitarian control has to increase. And you have to have a mask on. And as they shut down any attacks against them, this is not about freedom or personal choice. The last thing standing is going to be the church. CO2 sustains all life on Earth, but now it's in long-term decline. We face the return of an ice age. We mandate that the truth be told. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, there was an ice age in Iowa last night. It was damn cold, but people showed up for the uh, 2024 presidential election. The first vote of the election was last night in Iowa on Martin Luther King junior day and what a day it was what a what a great day for the american people for president trump and for those who uh who who enjoy this constitution in this great country pleased and honored that to this morning to to, to help me just kind of rehash this and unwind it is our, our good friend and really a warrior uh, warrior princess i'll say that miss emerald <laughs> robinson emerald Join. Uh, thanks for joining me on the Joe Hoff Show. Appreciate it. Um, oh man, Jared, thanks so much. I, I mean, I like that title, <laughs> <laughs> Warrior Princess. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. Definitely. I used to have a, a host at Newsmax used to call me that, but he didn't say it in quite a nice way as you. He didn't particularly <laughs> like it. <laughs> He's like, "Oh man, there goes the Warrior Princess again. She's going to get us in trouble." <laughs> Well, he was spot on because there was nobody with the courage. I thought about this the other day, the courage that you had walking into that swampy, nasty, really evil riot of a crowd at the White House back when you were uh, working with either OAN or, or Newsmax. You had so much courage. You, you you really were the warrior princess walking in there and just smashing all these narratives. They're such they're talking Russia collusion every day, and you just kind of ask a question off the cuff that just smashed it. It was brilliant and very courageous on your part. I've always respected you for that big time. Well, Both you God know, Jim helped and me I. a lot. God in prayers. Oh. <laughs> Well, it was awesome. So last night we have our first election of 2024. It's hard to believe it's already here. It's it's also for me. It's hard to believe we've survived. <laughs> and um, we're not through it yet, Joe. It's just now no. we're now coming up. So let's knock on wood. <laughs> I tell you, touch wood. So what overall were your thoughts last night as uh, as the results started coming in? I wasn't surprised at all. I, I mean, I, I expected that kind of spread, pretty much what we saw, because 
look for whatever messaging um the DeSantis team wanted to put out there and I felt like at the end they were just desperately hopeful when you talk to people on the ground he just did not resonate with real voters across the country I'm sure a lot of Floridians like their governor and are happy with what he's done in the state but as far as a campaigner with national appeal he just didn't have it and I think they made a lot of missteps and look he People love Trump and what the media has done to him over the last, you know, four years since he left, almost four years since he left office, um, the continued indictments and targeting of him has only actually broadened his appeal. It's made him more appealing to different demographics. And people look at him and they say, hey, if they don't like this man, there must be something about him. And it's only drawn drawn voters to Donald Trump. So I wasn't surprised. All the polling has showed it. And even and I was even going to allow for, okay, let's say you can go with the DeSantis narrative and that the polling is skewed trying to 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 help Trump and 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 damage DeSantis and the public opinion. It wasn't that skewed. Okay. It was still going to be that Trump was leading by a good margin, if not the margin that they were predicting, but it turns out it was the margin that they were predicting. And like I said, if you talk to any average voter on the ground who was who was Republican at all or looking at voting conservative or even independent, um, a lot of people would say, oh, well, the more independent minded voters are looking at Ron DeSantis. And that's just not what I heard from people. And I think last night proved that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, one thing that I saw early on, uh, CNN reported results of an entrance poll where they said 68% of, of the yes. GOP voters that were there at these caucuses thought Joe Biden was not a legitimate president. 68%. So my thinking is actually, I think the votes for Trump were a little higher. I think there was some management of those votes. They inserted some people in there uh, to make it even not as good because uh, Trump wins 51%. So that's kind of my 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 conspiracy theory. I think uh, he was much more popular. I think I would ex have expected the numbers closer to that sixty eight percent overall. But so I, I, I assume I that you're alluding to this um, possibility that uh, you had Democrat voters coming and voting for Nikki Haley in certain areas. That seems like that's probably pretty legitimate. I've been on the phone talking to people this morning about that and there is a real concern that you, you know they couldn't really pull it off in Iowa but maybe like South Carolina you know other states that they might be able to to swing um the, the primary a little bit more in favor of Haley who is clearly the establishment the establishment choice now that they couldn't push Ron DeSantis and you have Democrats more on board right with Nikki Haley than you mm -hmm. did Ron DeSantis. So it seems like that, yes, that was actually something that was going on and something that they'll look to do in the future. And if you look at Nikki Haley, because <clears throat> I like to look at nonverbals, right? I watch these people with sound on and I watch them with sound off multiple times as I'm preparing for my show or, you know, just commentary and analysis. And she has that confidence about her that she should not necessarily have given her results last night. Yeah, maybe she performed a couple points better than, you know, they predicted. But they, she shouldn't feel as confident as she's feeling heading into New Hampshire. And I guess maybe I have a little bit of PTSD from 2020 because I remember that same sort of confidence with Joe Biden coming out of Iowa. And remember, he did not perform well, but he kept looking at 
South Carolina. And we knew that they were going to do something. We knew that they were talking to the other candidates. We knew that there was the powers that be behind the scenes who said, you know, we can't push Kamala. She's extremely unpopular. That was Obama's first choice. Um, we can't really go with Klobuchar because, you know, you're not going to get, you're not, you're not going to make that believable. And the only person they felt they could make believable with everything that they were going to do in November was Joe Biden. And so I see a little bit of that with Nikki Haley right now in her nonverbals. Mm -hmm. And that makes me wonder what is up. Yeah, I'm so glad you're saying that. I actually, so I've got a website, joehoff.com, where I throw stuff up as well as the, like our, our episode hero I'll put up there later today. But I wrote a piece this morning just saying that. Remember New Hampshire in 2020, uh, 2020 in, the, in, the, in the general election, they, they, the uh, the House and the Senate in New Hampshire, the state House and Senate, both flipped from Democrat to Republican. And they, they were like 60-40 margins that went to 40-60 yeah. from Democrat to Republican. Both, both houses, big time. And yet somehow Joe Biden, who got fourth in the primary in New Hampshire in 2020, it may be fifth, he, he somehow beats President Trump by like 20%. With the House and Senate, all everything else flowed GOP. The presidential race didn't. So I'm concerned, and that's that's my theory. They're trying, uh, you know, with the caucus, you go in and you sign a piece of paper, and they count them right there. With the with this uh, with these uh, New Hampshire and, and South Carolina and Georgia, I don't trust the results coming out of those places. I, I just don't, and I base that on the 2020 ele 2022 elections. Where Sununu wins, the guy's a, just a, a snake, and um, and Raffensperger wins in Georgia and in South Carolina. That that Mace girl won. Now she's pretending like she's some great warrior of truth. Uh, representative sound bites, and and somebody's doing her hair yeah. and makeup now too. Yeah, and but before that, she was just nasty, just nasty. And Trump called her out. It's shocking that she won. So there's, so what's going on? There's a lot of this. Like I think Vivek, Vivek is that how you say his name? I thought he was that way too. Just trained to say the right things, but when you really look behind him, you could put your hand right through him. There's no substance there whatsoever. What What are your thoughts? I absolutely agree with that. Um, now I covered. I'll get to Vivek in a moment. Um, because there were so many tr people jumping on the Vivek train. And sure, I loved what he did in the primaries and destroying Nikki, I mean, in the, the debates and destroying Nikki Haley, he really did. You know, that was fun to watch, but I, I never trusted him. Um, on New Hampshire, I did actually cover the primaries for the 2020 election on the ground. And I can tell you that I, I spend a lot of time when I go to these places, I talk to every server that comes up to me. I talk to people on the street. I talk to my Uber drivers, cab drivers, you know, I wander into random places and just start conversations to see, you know, what real people are talking about. And it was kind of surprising based on, you know, the media coverage ahead of going there. Um, people really liked Trump a lot. They they were overwhelmingly anyone I talked to pro-Trump. And then, as you said, you saw the Republican switch in the House and then the presidential. But we saw that so many places. The, the top of the ticket did not line up with the rest of the ticket. And I mean, and this what this is why getting back to Nikki Haley, that I think that they they've now kind of centered on her. OK, what better candidate could they get the Uniparty, the establishment, the administrative state? Right. Um, then Nikki Haley, 
because they can say, oh, well, look, she's a Republican. She was a Republican, popular Republican governor of South Carolina. There's no cheating. A Republican won, you know, and they still get that same foreign policy. They get the same domestic policy that they would get with Joe Biden, essentially, with a few tweaks to make it believable. Right. So she's kind of the perfect candidate for them to push and, and to place to put in place as Joe Biden is so unpopular, even with Democrats. It's almost unbelievable that a he could even be standing on Election Day in 2020 because he just looks worse all the time. And B, he's just so unpopular with the people. And then you say and then you you noted that. And I think that's one of the big takeaways from our Iowa was that uh, entrance poll by CNN on how many voters, Republican voters, just don't believe that Joe Biden's even legitimate. Now, I bet if you asked a lot of Democrat independent voters, it would be a higher percentage if they would do it accurately, right, and not skew the results. It, it, it's a it's a, a pretty staggeringly high percentage as well. So I think that I think Nikki Haley solves a lot of problems for them, and we'll see, and we'll we'll have more signals as we go forward to see if our hypothesis on this, and I think it's interesting that you're feeling the same way that I am, because those were sort of my takeaways from last night, because I knew Trump would perform really, really well. I was looking for these other measures. Um, so we'll see how that, they what they signal to us in the next couple months, right, regarding Nikki Haley. As far as the vet goes, um, <clears throat> yeah, I... I just don't think you change your ideology that fast. I've seen people go through these metamorphoses and, and evolutions via COVID, right? That kind of started with, hey, maybe there's something about this with Russian collusion, but they weren't there yet. Voted for Joe Biden. But slowly through COVID and the COVID restrictions and the mandates have come to see how authoritarian really a Democrats are the ones in power and the uniparty in general and kind of come out on this other side of where they're rethinking everything they believed before, Dr. Naomi Wolf being one of those people. And I've watched her evolution and it wasn't that fast, right? It was faster than a lot of people, but it wasn't Vivek Ramaswamy overnight who was, you know, it. you have to remember Vivek was part of the machine looking to collect data on people related to vaccine uptake. He was going to make money off of it and he was all for it. And then he's now he's anti-authoritarian within a span of less than two years um, and his ties and his back. A lot of stuff just doesn't make sense about him. Right. Not only his ties to the Soros um, brothers, which he explains away, but still, come on. You know what I mean? He yeah. has a tie to Soros Brothers and F, uh, what looked to be a potential WEF darling. And then the, yeah. how he made money and the companies, it just it doesn't add up. So I'm not sure if I don't know what he was there for. Trump is still complimentary of him. I think he needs to be careful because, you know, clearly Vivek wants to be in that orbit for some reason. Um, and I, I just don't fully trust him. Now, I very much enjoyed what he had to say at the debates. I enjoyed how he took down Nikki Haley. I mean, it was kind of fun to watch all of them up on the stage squirming these establishment, you know, hacks, but I, I don't trust him either. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, by the way, have you ever uh, discussed anything with a uh, Soros brother? No. <laughs> I mean, there, there it is, nor have I. And um, you know, who does that? You know what I mean? Who does that uh, uh, on the right? You know what I mean? Do, do you think Trump's yeah. ever talked to him? I doubt it. I doubt Trump's ever talked to Soros. You know what he'd say to the guy in the first place. And so, 
Yeah, it's a great point. What's going on there? That's that's my concern with Vivek. And I read something about how he made his billion uh, going public, basically lying about his uh, his uh, vaccine, I believe, that he was pushing. And then once he got all his money, they came out. His mom was the one who, who assured everyone that it was fine. And then turns out uh, they after that, they ended up saying, oh, well, there's some problems with our vaccine. But he'd already raised the billion dollars. So uh so yeah. he was happy, you know, so that's what I've heard. I, you know, anyway, I'm, so I'm not, I haven't been a fan of his since I heard that in the world economic forum stuff. So I agree, but I think Trump bashed Vivek over the weekend. I thought I heard he, he did come out with some sort of hit piece on him, which gave me and a lot of other people some hope, I think. Yeah. But then last night he, you know, when Vivek calls him and says, I can see it, I'm backing you. He does then turn back to, oh, you know, he's a, got a bright young future. Look how far he's come, you know. And so I just think that he might, I, I know what Trump sees in him, and it's because he is so good with going out on TV and talking. And he did bash Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis so well, right? He was very effective mm -hmm. at that. And I understand that. But I think if we're looking like, a, you know, personnel, I would still keep him at arm's length. Because I, I, you know, Amen. I don't know. Well, after that last presidency with all those guys, those goons that got in there with uh, Rince Priebus, I think lining the entire White House with uh, never Trumpers, um, can't afford that again. It was so damaging. Yeah, well, I, I don't have good news on that front for you either. And I will probably start covering that very soon now that, I mean, it's pretty clear mm -hmm. that Trump will be the nominee. But I, I, I'm not, there has been... I've been talking to a lot of people about that uh, in the last two weeks. And I will just say at this point, I'm not encouraged. I hope that there's more developments on that front and that he reevaluates um, personnel and how already right now, because you got to start putting, you know, you already have to start putting I, the one thing they did learn right from the, the first go around, or you think they should have learned is that, you have to already have your personnel in place day one, because look at what they did when they didn't have Chris Christie had done nothing and he was supposed to be in charge of the transition project. And then you got in, then you got in Wrights Priebus and, and Mike Pence and staffing. And that was really problematic, though. I don't think it had been any better under Chris Christie. Um, but there is an internal war in Trump world right now of different mm -hmm. factions who want to provide the staffing and I don't I'm not hearing that Trump is going with who would be the better staffing option right now mm. wow interesting breaking news yeah breaking I'm, news I'm there. Ready that's to, interesting we were, me and my team were just talking about that this morning I filled them in on what I'd heard and I think it's time to start covering it right because Trump has the time right now to course yeah. correct there's a time to yeah. course correct, and he has it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, great. Well, that's great. I agree with you 100%. We got to do what we can to encourage him to pick the right people. And he's he gets surrounded, and I think, in his universe. We all have a small universe, really. I was just reading something before this show saying, you know, you know, we got a big world 25,000 miles around it, but uh, but really our world's pretty small. Even when you're flying to Hong Kong, you're sitting on a plane with uh, 200 people. You know, that's your yeah. universe. And you and, know what uh, I learned in covering the White House is that a president's world is extremely small because of all the gatekeepers. Mm. I know at one point I talked to one of his body men who had, you know, just gotten pushed out of the administration. And 
um, what he was telling me is like, you don't understand how few people Donald Trump actually really gets to talk to in any given day. There's about 12 regular people that he talks to regularly and everything else is kind of filtered through that, you know, by and large. So the large part yeah. of his world is, is really a dozen people. And when you think about that, that's kind of startling, right? And you understand how important mm -hmm. That small circle is in a president's world because it is a lot mm -hmm. to handle. On. You're delegating, and your time is just, and your chief of staff mm -hmm. is so important, right? Because they're your main gate gatekeeper. And then there's, you know, the scheduler there, and there's the body men, and really to get to him. And, and there's still, I think, even at Mar-a-Lago, that there's a that's still sort of the dynamic, right? Because everybody's seeking to get to him, and you have the gatekeepers. Um, so even the, our, our orbit is probably even a bit larger than Donald Trump's, you know, mm. his world is extremely small. Um, so people, that's something to keep in mind as well. When you're thinking about, well, why does he, you know, or this and why this decision or why is this person still around? Mm. Well, I think there's a lot of here. I'll just throw this on the table too. I think there's a lot of operators out there all over the place. I don't know who they're working for and, and how they're making their money or whatever and a living doing it. And I've heard a lot of some of these people are making a lot of money. I feel like I saw it after the election uh, with uh, lots, lots of people jumping in, trying to help, trying to screw things up, quite frankly, and uh, making a lot of money, perhaps doing it. And uh, some of them just plain blatant fraudsters. And you see that everywhere and at least i do and i've been i've had a couple people approach me that after a period of time i realized mm, that's not somebody i should be working you know working with or even talking to and um unfortunately they're pretty clever they're smart these aren't these aren't amateurs they know what they're doing um they they absolutely do i'll tell you give you an example real quick i was over in, uh in overseas and in japan a, a guy that i knew um had uh been encouraged to give five million dollars to these fraudsters and uh and he really thought he was doing the right thing they convinced him that they were the c that you know senior person at a, at a uh, corporation and they were not and he gave them money and uh and you kind of slap your head and say how could you do this what's cool you know but it's because these people are very polished. They know what they're doing and, and they know how to swindle people. And I, why would we think that's not happening in our worlds, in the, in the, in the media world, as well as is certainly in Trump's world, he's got people like that all over the place, I'm sure. Everywhere. And they're all trying to get to him. And I think also look at Ron DeSantis. I think he was a bit of a victim of this, though he let himself be, um, the DC political consultants who were anti-Trump came in and they convinced him that he should run for president. They've probably done serious damage to a promising political career. And mm -hmm. I was very surprised by his decision to do that and allow these people in his orbit, people who he had, from what I understood in the past, um, try to stay away from. And, you know, he and his wife, Casey, had been a very tight circle and they had their trusted advisors around them. But, you, you know, they they made most of the decisions and they really tried to stay away from the D.C. political consultants. And now we know, look, these people made a lot of money. There were donors who put in a lot of money to the DeSantis campaign and these people charge you know, exorbitant consulting fees. And so while they didn't perform well, and Ron DeSantis was a loser in, in Iowa last night, these people ultimately 
have amassed a great amount of wealth over mm-hmm. essentially killing the Florida governor's political future. It's going to be hard to see yeah. how he recovers from this. And, you know, if he had stayed as the governor and, you know, he he did appear to be the heir apparent to Donald Trump. And that's gone now. And that is on the D.C. political consultants feeding his ear and his wife's ear full of, you know, false promises and making money. Yeah. Well, yeah. So the the question there for me is what came first, chicken or the egg? Was he was he dirty and we didn't know it or was he a good guy? And he, you know, he was, you know, he failed to recognize and see this uh, this this information these people were telling him was was garbage. We see that all over the time, all over the place. Probably can't blame him, but what a huge, huge, uh, terrible decision. Because I felt like he was, like you said, he was probably the guy that was going to be VP. If he played his cards right, he'd be VP. He could be president in four years, or a, or a high level, cap, you know cabinet official, if not VP. I think the dynamic between DeSantis and Trump would have always been tense because they're both very, you know, alpha male. Um, And and I I don't know if they would have ever been able to reconcile Operation Warp Speed or some of the COVID issues from 2020. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe. And I think also their personalities. I'm not sure that you know, he would have been a VP, but I think he would have had some kind of potential cabinet level position and that if he'd backed Trump, that there could have, you know, he would have maybe gotten Trump's endorsement in in, in 28. You know, I, I could have definitely foresaw that. Now on the decision making, I don't know. I mean, I'm not as well sourced in the DeSantis camp, um, but having talked to people who are and were very pro DeSantis and questioned, but questioned his decision making process on this. I think there was a sense from them, and again, this is this is more hearsay, so I just want to throw that out there. But from people who I I'm friends with, colleagues that I respect, who were more pro DeSantis, but did not think that this was a smart move, they felt like it. His wife very much influenced him. Um, in the decision to run, that maybe it was her who was who was more eager initially, yeah. um, because he had seen so much success in Florida. Yeah, I, I've heard that too, and uh, that even she was running his campaign. But I I, I don't know, but I'd, I've heard that, yeah. and and um, you know, attractive woman, and uh, you know, beautiful but, woman. Uh, yeah, just beautiful. You know, just big mistake, huge. Huge, you know, you hear it's it almost was, hard it to was walk. Really bad. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I did think, and I, I know, you know, I have so many friends that live in Florida and moved to Florida from the hell holes of New York and DC during COVID and felt like it was absolutely the right move and are pleased they did. So it's hard to watch someone who had established a good record, you know make the wrong moves that you you don't know if they'll recover from, you know, and you can, and I guess hindsight is twenty twenty, and it'll be interesting to see if, you know, how, and you know, I, I was talking to a, another very pro DeSantis um, analyst in from Florida just a couple of weeks ago, and he brought up something that I hadn't even thought about. He noted that this, this does not only political damage on the national front, but he said it'll be very difficult for Ron DeSantis to go back to Florida now and have the same kind of success with his legislature. Because remember, he had so much street cred. He had so mm-hmm. much um, 
so much you know leverage with his with his legislature and they they basically gave him what he wanted all along and this particular consultant and analyst doesn't feel that he'll have the same friendly environment going back as a loser um to his state and trying to achieve maybe some of his objectives and goals and i hadn't thought about that and i i think that actually is a very real possibility as well yeah there's some uh yeah for sure but you know what i'm seeing in florida and i'm in florida as you know and as well as these other states people wrote me uh, well recently we saw some activities in michigan we've seen activities in in missouri in pretty much all these red states where we've got these uh individuals that say they're republican and yeah. yet they're they're governing in in in, in a pro democrat way and um that's that's pretty clear in florida at times as well they've pushed through a couple bills but there's there's more that can be done and they're just not they're just not going after it they're not you know really doing what i i would think a strong republican would do well and the, i also have concerns about that election integrity bill quote unquote integrity bill they passed earlier in the year right or, or last year it's last year now i still my mind's still stuck in i still can't believe yeah, it's yeah. 2020 either my yeah. mind is still stuck in 2023 yeah. i think i'm having some like resistance right to finally being here <laughs> um but yeah i i because when i and you probably are better versed on it than I am, but it there was some real rollback in security. And I, I had a question, why? Why if you have a Republican legislator and you have this legislature and you have this Republican governor who wants to run for president, why would you do some of these rollbacks, some of these provisions and did not actually make things better and made it a little bit worse? So, and I, and I agree with you. I think there's a real story there and it would take some digging and some time. And I talk to people, um, local officials all across the country uh, or, or candidates for local offices. I was just talking to um, a, a lady who ran for school board in a very, very red county in Virginia, central Virginia. Um, you know, you had been in safe red county and she lost her race. Um, it, it, it played out almost like national politics. It was so dirty. And she told me, and I had already heard this, you know, across the board, Georgia, like you said, Michigan, Arizona, clearly, right? Maricopa County, um, that there is some kind of move where they are putting who are actually Democrats up as Republicans and making sure they're getting an office in what would be very safe red areas. And that's extremely alarming. And I don't feel like there's enough attention being paid to that. And I think there's some mm -hmm. real investigative journalists that need to go and, you know, start seeking this out because I would almost guarantee there is an infrastructure mechanism pushing that. Right. I, I don't think it's no. one off. I think there's some kind no. of infrastructure, there's some kind of money. And it's probably, you know, as they do the semantic and the nomenclature game, it's probably worded in a way that no one's noticing it, but it is definitely yeah. happening, happening. And that's mm -hmm. how we're getting our problems with our elections. And we're seeing yeah. such falling from that and, and in our schools. And we've got to figure that out. Yeah, we saw in 2020 after the election, we uncovered that Raffensperger, Gabe Sterling and this Fuchs, Lynn Fuchs, I Jordan think was her Fuchs. name. Jordan. They, they, the three of uh, Jordan, the three of them all at one point were connected with this one entity. I think it was called Secure the Vote or something. And they're, yeah. they're, or, or another entity. And their messaging was, hey, we will help Democrats win in Republican states.
Well, Gabriel and, Sterling like, and Jordan huh. Fuchs definitely came from the same consulting firm. And they were basically, yeah. it appears that Raffensperger was, was told, you will hire them, right? Hmm. So we know there's some kind of quick pro quo there, and that's still being hashed out in Georgia. And there are, you know, the Georgia sleuths are, are, are actively looking into that because there is something there. Yeah, for sure. Well, I tell you what, hey, it's an honor having you here today, especially today after this big vote last night. And hopefully we'll have a lot more great news throughout the year, all the way to the year end. There's a lot of work we've got to do. We'll have some breaking news that in, in the near future we'll have to share with you and you share with us as well. And thanks for all you do. God bless you this year. Let's uh, hope uh, here in uh, November we have a winning uh, winning result as well. Cheers to 2024. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Well, thanks so much, Emerald. Really appreciate you being here. God bless, and we'll we'll catch up soon. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, and we'll be right back on the Joe Hoff Show. While serving in Vietnam, a grenade took my ability to see. Today, I'm a sculptor creating new visions. Now, my fingers are my eyes. As a veteran, I know the challenges of life can be great. In my art, turning a lump of clay into something beautiful, that means a lot to me. Life is like that. We each must use what we can to make things better. DAV helps veterans like Michael get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. Now, I show others how they can create something with their own hands. With support from DAV, more veterans can shape their lives into a thing of beauty. My victory is bringing beauty into the world. Michael Naranjo, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Even the thought of dementia can feel scary. It's why we put off getting help, even though we've noticed changes in our thinking or memory. But an early diagnosis can change everything, giving you medical help and a support system around you to help you live better. Start with Dementia Australia's online checklist. Because the sooner you know, the more you can do. This is the Joe Hoff Show on TNT Radio. We are back. That was fantastic having Emerald Robinson on the show. We really appreciate her and all she's doing. Uh, she's a super superhero in the world of politics in the United States. Like I mentioned, she had to stand in, well, she didn't have to. She chose to stand in front of these monsters in this media back during the Russia collusion days. Russia, 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 every day. If you remember, it was toxic. These people, look looking back, they look insane. And um, the more crazy they were, like with Jim Acosta, the more they got rewarded. I've never seen somebody so vile in my life. A reporter is Jim Acosta from CNN. I remember, not many Americans saw this, but Acosta went over to Singapore when President Trump was there to meet with the North Korean leader. First time in U.S. history. And, and Trump is meeting with uh, him from North Korea rocket man as trump called him and they meet and it was great meeting for trump he looks so polished and strong and and uh mature and just you know you know just really gorgeous compared to the short funky guy from north korea it was a great move for trump and his effort was build peace with north korea 
And Jim Acosta's there screaming at Trump and Kim. And as Kim's looking at Acosta, like, who's that? And why is he not being, you know, probably take up, tackled and thrown into a gulag, I'm sure. So what is this? Then they went to some signing event in Acosta, probably 12 feet from the president. And Kim starts screaming stuff in this room. He should have been removed and they allowed him to stay this was the gross stuff that we saw under president trump great record record you know awesome news coming out of the president we had people like jim acosta just you know throwing dirt on it it was disgusting similar to last night here we have president trump giving an incredible speech after winning calling for unity calling for just people to come together and and they don't share it you know cnn and MSNBC decided not to share. You can read all, all about this at joehoff.com. But they didn't share it. Instead, they shared Nikki Haley's and Ron DeSantis's speeches on those two networks without Trump's. Unbelievable how, how much propaganda these places push. They have lost all, all any and all, I guess, what would you call it, respect uh, for being a, a an honest entity pushing the truth. They... They've lost it all. Fox News, I'd have to say as well. My daughter, I think it was my daughter that told me, they all look sad today. They all look like they're crying or last night as, as the news came out about Trump. He just crushed DeSantis and Haley, crushed them. So it is going to be interesting to see if uh, they're going to be able to steal New Hampshire. I think there's a strong effort to do so. I think they're going to push a lot of bogus news, a lot of bogus polls saying President Trump's behind president spent a lot of time there. He knows how important it is, no, more than any other candidate. For these other candidates like Nikki Haley, who I, I don't, I can't imagine who. I've never met anybody that's voted for or will vote for. Can't imagine what that's all about. Ron DeSantis, I'm, I'm in Florida. There may be some people that would vote for DeSantis down here, but I don't know about New Hampshire. And having been beat by 30% in Iowa, it's just, uh, it's just, uh, why are they why are they continuing what's going on that was the part of my piece this morning at joehoff.com in a real world these people would resign they they walk away and say good luck to president trump but for some reason they're hanging around one person i saw on, on twitter suggested it's because they've uh been given so much money and and it was to work through new hampshire they've spent a lot of money millions and um maybe that's why they're sticking around who knows i've heard that desantis has spent something like 150 million already and others are saying why doesn't he why don't these people quit give this money to the trump campaign because biden's uh you know gaining money by the day of course it's not all about money it's about messaging and what your message is and i i believe that wholeheartedly i think that's why trump won he was a great producer you look at his events everything's perfect it's polished it looks great he really knows and understands that better than anybody i mean look at desantis the failure that he had when he came out with his campaign on twitter and it bombed and crashed big mistake so anyways we got a lot to look forward to this year and it's going to be a great year and i appreciate you listening in we have we'll have news for you every day and great guests like emerald robinson thanks for listening we'll be back tomorrow